Welcome to the 91st Minute. I'm Ryan Chop, and I'm joined as always with Tom Hayes. Tom, how are you? Better than ever. Got me Mark uh, back working, so loving that. Better than ever, he says. Uh, Yeah, I I suppose you will be, especially with some of the results uh, going in your favour this week. Um, But that was to be expected. Uh, And what a week it was in the Premier League. The opening uh, week, uh, match week in the Premier League, for the 2021-22 season. But we'll get into that later. So in this podcast, yep. we'll go through the results, a um, bit of Super Cup action and the Premier League, um, explain our tips and how well we did uh, on our tips, um, go through uh, the rundown after that, uh, and then, well, almost conclude, well, semi-conclude, the not, not conclude, I don't know what I'm talking about. Next, we'll go on to transfers for Whispers. Uh, which is quite a few to get through. Um, well, not as many as usual, um, but as the uh, transfer window is drawing to a close, um, it's a bit of a race to see what business can be done. Uh, then we'll move on to the fixtures uh, to end out this week's pod. So let's get straight into it. So for this week uh, in the results, we kicked off with the UEFA Super Cup. Uh, I believe it's the final the final trophy available for from last season because it doesn't count as a, a trophy for this season. But anyway, it was Chelsea versus Villarreal, winners of the Champions League versus the winners of the Europa League. Uh, the match ended 1-1 after 90 minutes and extra time, uh, which obviously sent the match to penalties. Uh, Hakim Zayek scored in the 27th minute. However, Gerard Moreno equalized in the 73rd minute. Uh, to send the game to obviously two extra time penalties. Um, and yeah, so comes to penalties. Chelsea uh, claimed the trophy winning six goals to five on penalties. Um, some talking points. Firstly, Zayak, um, after he scored, he did suffer, I believe it was a dislocated shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll be out for a, not too long, but not too not. He won't be back very soon, but um, which is a bit disappointing for him as he was electric through preseason, uh, especially in this game uh, for Chelsea. Um, I guess in the first half, it was heavily Chelsea uh, dominated. I'd say about half of this, the first half, and pretty much until Villarreal scored, they dominated that second half. And then it was it was a pretty even match to um, until penalties, um, which yep. I think... Penalties were probably the best outcome to 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 finish the game on. No, I don't think. Um, yeah, there was really one exact dominator, except until the, the end of the match. Yeah, I, I think uh, Super Cups have a an odd habit of finishing on penalties. Um, last time Chelsea, last two occasions Chelsea have been in the Super Cup final, uh, we have lost it, um, and they have been in penalties. Uh, the mm. the most recent was against Liverpool uh, and Tammy Abraham missed the penalty. Um, and then for that was the prodigal son, uh, Romelu Lukaku, who missed the penalty. Um, so mm. history could have been a lot different there. Um, but yeah, I think Chelsea well-deserved. I don't think, I don't think anyone can complain about that. Um, they just slacked off in the second half, I'd say. But if a fatigue maybe from some of the players after, you know, getting back into shape after the Euros, a lot of them, uh, Chelsea, of course, had the most uh, 
concentrated European players, as in they had the most uh, people competing in the uh, Europa, the Europa, the European uh, Championship um, that just took place. And then obviously that to be holidays delayed and things, so they're just getting back into the swing of it, things. Uh, but yeah, Villarreal, fantastic to get there, I think. Um, I mean, Unai Emery. I mean, Arsenal just look like idiots now, don't they? Um, in my opinion, uh, they just didn't give him enough time. And if he can do that with Villarreal, imagine what he could have done with Arsenal. Anyway, we're going to get into that yeah. now. Uh, move on to the, some um, of the... Or I, want to br- I want to bring up one player who was heavily scrutinized pretty much his whole Chelsea career. And then he was uh, brought on in the like 118th minute, I think it was. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Kepa Reza Balaga, who mm-hmm. um, came on for the penalties. He is bigger than Edouard Mendy. Um, I'm pretty sure he was, um, well, when he was at uh, Athletic Bilbao, uh, he was known as a penalty specialist. Like he was a really good uh, shot stopper from the penalty spot. Yeah. Um, so I think it was a pretty smart move by Tuchel uh, to bring him on. Obviously, th- it worked. So yeah, I think um, he's very young, of course, um, younger than Mendy. I think he has had a new lease on life, a new lease on life in the game. I think um, under this squad and this squad, I think I would argue um, has to be up there with the most uh, chemistry of any football club in either, maybe even Europe. Um, but definitely the Premier League, I think. I think they're very well suited to each other. They all get along. Um, and I think that really is probably one of the main factors why they won the uh, Champions League last season. And I think Tuchel's bringing it out in the more, I mean, success, you're happy when you're winning. Um, but I don't know. I think Kep has changed a bit. You know, he's had someone there to push him. He's not been number, well, he's number one, but he's not been the number one. Um, and yeah, I think it was also helped that he was a, pair of uh, fresh arms or fresh legs as it's usually called but he's a keeper so he's got to use his arms more and yeah, yeah it it um i think it helped i i mean i was very happy to see him be the hero um i yeah. I, I get angry with him a few times because he does a very stupid thing he has done stupid things in the past but a lot of football players have now he's just got to recoup the rest of that 71 million pound transfer fee that um seemed to uh not be there but um, yeah. who knows? He could be I the think... next best thing as he was supposedly going to be. Um, and hopefully <laughs> I think... you know, he I'll... can be. Anyway. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget um, that he is still very young and it's very mm. hard to become an elite level goalkeeper at such a young age. I know there's only a handful that really have done it. And I think one of them right now is Gianluigi Donnarumma. Um, but he has so much time to improve his game and he has a lot of growth to be made still. So I think um, if Chelsea are able to hold on to him, he may be, they may not have to look into the market for another goalie after Edouard Mendy. Yeah. And it is a completely different game in my opinion, uh, being a goalkeeper. Anyway, I yeah. uh, should probably get straight into the Premier League action. Yes. Um, so I kicked off uh, in a, I guess it was a bit of an unexpected fashion. Uh, Brentford mm-hmm. winning their first game in the Premier League. Um, their first time in the top flight in 74 years. They defeated Arsenal 2-0 uh, at the Brentford Community Stadium, I believe it's called. Yep. Um, it is so, yeah, yeah, Canos put them t- uh, 1-0 up in the 22nd minute. Took the lead into halftime and Norgard 
double the lead and put the game to bed in the 73rd minute. Now, a lot of people are quick um, to, you know, jump on that on that Arsenal train of, of, um, of you know, putting them second to bed, the, really. Second the manager, yep. Yeah. Um, they did have, I mean, in terms of their squad, they were missing um, Albamiang to illness. Um, I think that's that main one. And I think that is the, yeah. the player that they were lacking. And Lacazette. It was a striking player. Um, yeah, Lacazette as well. Yeah, but I, I also don't agree. I mean, I, I do to some extent, and he might have done something, but I don't know. Um, the squad isn't good, in my opinion. Um, ben White, great on... He, he's, he's a good defender. He's not a world-class defender. And when you pay 50 million pounds for a player, he needs to be world-class, in my opinion. Um, obviously, there's a whole bunch of factors why they had to spend that much because he's English. Anyway, um, and Arsenal, I think, are easily fooled and they make a lot of poor decisions, especially in recent years, um, you know, buying Chelsea rejects and things like that um, and wasting a lot of money. Um, Alexander Lacazette was good before he went to Arsenal. He has shown signs of greatness. Um, Abamian, being good at Arsenal, seen, I'd say the last two seasons, he's, he's been, been all right. He's shocking. not been where he probably was expected to be, I don't believe. Um, but that could be said about most of the Arsenal players. Abamyang seemed to be playing fantastically up until he signed his new contract. Um, take that how you will. Um, but ultimately, I think it comes down to background culture, maybe um, structural problems, problems with owners, but also not that I don't think about, not that I don't, I don't know how to say this. I think it's wrong to start saying, get rid of the manager because they've done that twice. Um, it hasn't worked. Um, but I, don't, I, I have never believed that Mikhail Arteta was the right person for Arsenal. Um, to play how they play, should be playing. Um, and their squad is wrong. I mean, you could easily get rid of seven or eight, nine players and replace them. That's what they really have to do, I think. Um, but they're not going to do that because they have this weird... Well, they have this weird... Um, that would never work, I, know, I don't think. No. Well, well, they need to get rid of them. Getting rid of the, half their squad. And replace them. But they're not going to do that. They're, I think it's too far gone. No um, one would do that. <laughs> well, teams have. Um, but with Tottenham, when Pochettino came in, they got rid of a lot of players. And Half this? No way. Not in one seven. Not in one Well, go. not in one go, but over maybe two windows. They need to try. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's that disease-ridden in, in a sense. Um, but, yeah, so Arteta, I don't think, fits the players that he's got. I don't think the players are right to be at that. Then again, we, we start talking, where is Arsenal as a club? They're a big institution. They are historic, but they're not a tip, top six club anymore. Uh, you can't call them a top six club with yeah. performances like that. Um, people have said, oh, it's only one game. No, it's been 18 months. Um, I think the best thing in hindsight that would have happened would Mikel Arteta had lost that FA Cup to Chelsea. I mean, it's done Chelsea a lot better, I, I would argue, um, than it has Arsenal. Because it kind of forced them to keep him and sign him on the, it's, um, it's just, you know, um, but yeah, I know Saka did 
reasonably well. Smithrow, same. Read, but I was going to read through the team. Yeah, but they can't. Um, they can't. You know, maintain uh, like um, when they're playing another Premier League side, and people were going, "Oh, Brentford haven't spent any money." But blah, blah, they've just come up. But if you look through their side, they're actually pretty well um, yeah. constructed, especially when you look at um, XP and things like that, and how they've constructed their squads. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, I'll read through this real quick. Uh, so obviously they didn't have a an experienced striker up front. They did. I'll uh, actually read one thing I was going to say before uh, mm. you went on. They had twenty two shots to eight. Um, mm. However, only one more on target than Brentford did. Um, which I think if they were to have, if they did have a, a more experienced striker up front, because they did play with a sole striker, I think they probably would have scored at least once if they had either Lacazette or Aubameyang. They had a bloke called that. Follerin Balogun, the 20-year-old, playing up front. Yeah. Um, lot, lot behind him, front. they had Smith-Rowe, Martinelli, Pepe. I mean, that's probably, they'll probably start most of their games. Sam Conga started his first game for Arsenal. Xhaka, obviously, he's going to sign a new deal, I think, as well. Uh, Callum Chambers was starting... At, books, but that's all right. Callum Chambers was starting him right back um, over Ballerin. I think Ballerin obviously wants to leave as well. He's oh, but then there's talks right about him back. signing out of the contract, so... <laughs> ben White obviously started. Yeah. Um, and then they had um, Pablo Mari um, mm. starting alongside him as well which I think is another place that they can improve uh, more than Ben White. Uh, Tierney started, Leno started, Saka only played half an hour. Reese Nelson came on as extra legs for 20 minutes and then they had ended yep. up putting on more defensive cover. So I think mm. it's only the first game, yes. They've got a lot yeah. of other players still but ready it's the to same come back pattern, into though. the squad. It is the same pattern that they've been showing. Yeah, but that's um, the thing. We talk about this plenty of times with other managers. They have to give him time to put, create his Yeah, squad. no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. They won't. But um, it, they also have to change things within no, the club. I think they will. Because it I is think a they will. now. But I think they I will. There'll just be too Emory. many people calling for them to change everything. Yeah, they, but they need to gut the list too, I think, in my opinion, um, just because... I disagree they with can't, that. But... Well, they can't be afford to play, be pay, paying the wages that they're paying for people like Shaka and Ballerin. Um, maybe Ballerin goes, but it looks like Shaka will stay. Um, Aubameyang's on far too much for what he does. Uh, same no, it'll be hard to it? get rid of Aubameyang as well. Yeah, oh, they want him because he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's good, but he's not, you know, he's quite old and... He's older now, and um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. But in speaking with that, Abamazang, Abamyang, and Lacazette um, last season, they didn't live up to the expectations. I think it was the season of, before oh, last. They were absolutely they were good. They were one of the best striking duos in the league at two years, yeah. two seasons ago. They were, but it's not there anymore. And yeah, I don't think not. it will come back. I think Lacazette, Lacazette they'll was have, due to they'll leave have last moments. season. They will have moments this season, yeah. but it's not going to be consistent. All right. The consistency Let's move on that I need. We've anyway, talked about this for about say, 10 minutes. I would say it was very uh, heartwarming to see the Brentford fans all stand up when uh, oh, Sago yeah. got onto the pitch. Um, and I was going to say the celebration. Efforts. The celebration yeah, with the, for, the fans was good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, for his efforts, obviously, in... Uh, the England squad. Anyway, moving on to the next match. Yeah, so um, <laughs> this one's probably gonna we, we're gonna probably end up talking about this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna grill you for this one because I know you, 
um, you're uh, you're not the biggest fan of one of these players. Anyway, uh, Manchester United five, Leeds United one. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruno Fernandes opened the scoring in the 30th minute. Luke Ayling scored a banger uh, to equalize mm. the match in the 49th minute. But then it was all United. Greenwood put them two and up three minutes after Ailing equalized. Fernandez yeah. scored two minutes after that, making it 3-1. And then six minutes after he scored his brace, he uh, sealed a hat-trick with one of the early shouts for goal of the season, that volley from... Oh, it was pretty close in, but it was a... Fuck, sorry, just one. It's a good volley uh, straight into that top corner. And then Fred scored another eight minutes after that to make it 5-1. Um yeah. Fernandez, he um, yeah. he's obviously played a little bit higher up the pitch, uh, almost mm. in like a shadow striker without the person in, <laughs> without being in the shadow of another striker. Um, mm. Yeah, didn't score a penalty, scored a, a three goals from open play. Um, yeah, an opening day hat-trick. Pogba uh, dominated that midfield with four assists out of five. Um, Paul? Paul Pogba. Yeah, big Paul, Paul, Paul. Not Patrick, but that's all right. Did I say Patrick Pogba? Yep. Um, that's all right. No way I said Patrick Pogba. You did. That's all right. Um, I well, don't know what you... Who do I not like? Head of the... Fred? Bruno Fernandes. No, I, I respect him. I think he's good uh, when he plays like that. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, when he plays like that. When he plays like that, when he scores goals, properly. Right. When he pretends he's on the... Uh, 10 meter platform at the Tokyo Olympics and goes for a dive. I don't like that. I think it's dirty. Um, but um, no, I, I, I think he's done a lot for Manchester United. I, I have problems with Paul Pogba, the way he plays at United. I have a lot of problems with the manager. Um, what about Pogba's performance this weekend? It was decent. It wasn't Four the assists. same level as France. It was, de- it was decent. It was like good. It was not. That's the, a 10 out of 10. It's not the same. It's still. It, it's four it's ten out of ten. It's an eight out of ten. How many does he the need to he get ten it, out of ten? No, 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 no not serious. It's just the way he played. I mean, it's completely. It's another world when he plays for France. That was France S. He, he also, yeah, but he also has to start doing this consistently as well. Is but yeah. yeah, maybe he's doing this so they let him go as well. Who knows? Um, um, another talking anyway. point was uh, Leeds uh, at their defense. Uh, they they. Pretty much for the last 40 minutes of that match, or it was only really a 15-minute period, but for the last 40 minutes, they got absolutely hammered um, in the not even only in the midfield, but they obviously <laughs> let four goals in. Yeah. Um, it's just almost a the oh, similar thing. Some to of last the, year. the goals, uh, some of the goals, most of those five goals weren't going to be stopped. Um, in my opinion. Uh, they were just like, a few worldies, um, but I don't know. Um, it's all, you also can't underestimate the impact of the Old Trafford uh, crowd after yeah. how long it's, it's been. all back as well. Um, like supercharged them, yeah, yep. And and but, having um, Varane being uh, announced um, just yeah. before the match also got yeah yeah. Uh, Anyway, I want to ask you, I want to, I want to bring something back. I've got a yes or no for you. Righto. We haven't done these in a while. All right. So obviously I know how much you praise leads and. Uh, Yes. I do like like Bielsa. 
Yeah, okay. I like the game the they played. I respect them. Yeah. Yep. The yeah. the game that Manchester United had against Leeds. Mm. Do you say they are a scary outfit for the rest of the season? Again, in that game, just from that showing. Are Manchester United? From that performance Leeds. against Leeds, do you think Manchester United are a scary side for the whole season? Yes. There you go. It wasn't that obvious with my prediction. I put them second in my in my uh, uh, to to Manchester City in my table rankings, and you said, "Are you crazy?" Um, so <laughs> I don't think no, anyone expected them to score five on opening day against Leeds, though. I expected them to beat Leeds, not that yeah, easily, not but, that um, not that hard, yeah. But I knew they were uh, going to be scary. I will say that we're yet to see Sancho do anything. Yeah. And they maybe didn't need to sign him because Greenwood's doing a fantastic job. Um, no, he could end up he... like, uh, I hope he doesn't end up like Van der Beek. He's he only played 15 minutes. Warm. Yeah. I think that they're, they're going to ease him into that squad. He'll obviously become I mean, <laughs> a big part of it, but just take a matter of time. Uh, uh, anyway, um, moving on to the next match, which yes. was odd Burnley. Yeah, Burnley uh, falling to Brighton 2 1 at Turf Moor. Uh, they went up early to uh, 1 0, mm. uh, thanks to James Tarkowski in the second minute. Um, but it was a late charge from the Seagulls. Um, Mope scoring in the 73rd and McAllister scoring in the 78th minute. Um, yeah, I haven't got really anything of imp- or any really yes, highlights. The Seagulls. Match. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a bit of a meh. Brighton I, mean, I think I, back, I think. I think we I predicted a draw. I think you also predicted a draw for this one. We both um, did one one draw. Yeah, yeah. one one draw. Um, All right. we'll just move on. We, we've talk talked about, about we we'll probably you'll end up talking about this one for 15 minutes. Chelsea three, nah. Crystal Palace nil. Uh Marcus Wait, Alonso. What a surprise. Marcus Alonso surprise. Scored shocked that uh, the... Crystal Palace didn't win this. Marcus Alonso scored the opener in the 27th minute from a free kick. Uh, Pulisic doubled the lead. What uh, before half time? Yeah. What a and goal I think that was! This is the highlight of the match. Chalabar's sealer in the oh, yeah. eight, 58th yeah. minute uh, in his day, Premier League debut. That was a fantastic goal too. I think it was um, such a good way to cap off the match as, the, as well. I think. And I yeah, think he also um, got man of the match to top it off. He's going on one of my jerseys this year. After that, yeah, I'm putting him on the back of one of my shirts. Uh, for um, sure, he's 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 going to be great. Um, the way he is able to hold his own, um, yeah, which I was a little bit worried about. He's just, and I, oh. I think this performance off the back of the Super Cup, uh, Super League, what's it called, Super Cup, yeah, yeah, just back to back games, unreal. Mm. And off a, off a short break, he, as well, it's only a four day break. I know it's early, but he gives me John Terry vibes. <laughs> How old is he? Actually, I'll just it, look it up. You talk. Yeah, but like the way he plays, like yeah, he's only twenty-two. Just so strong, and you know, he does. Oh, and I, there was a. This game could have been seven-nil. I think, honestly, <laughs> Wendy. <laughs> oh, okay. No, 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 no. I watched the whole thing because I do because I'm a Chelsea supporter. Um, but Chelsea were pairing their goals. Seven nil. It was. It was in the. It was. Well, it was in the Crystal Palace half for, um, as in their goal, which we score from. Their uh, third or whatever. 
yeah, whatever it's called, for, I would say about 75% of the match. They couldn't get yeah. it out. When they did, they didn't know what to do with it. That's um, what five of the back does to you. Just <laughs> locks so. it in there. But they they, they they thought, oh, yeah, we'll just stand like a wall. Or I don't know what they were doing. They, to, to be credit, there were some signs of decent play from them. I just think they were up against a team that, you know, they couldn't really play against. Um, and the yeah. scary thing is Chelsea still have Lukaku to put in that and in that uh, striking position and he could have easily scored a hat-trick there uh, on top of those three goals, I think. And yeah. he's he such a probably not even our dominant side. body as well. No, but yeah, um, I, I, Alonso played a fantastic match. Um, there was a few instances with um, Jorginho and I think Pulisic where they just drove through with the ball clean, perfectly clean. Yeah. They just weren't give, like weren't giving it up. Um, yeah, Crystal Palace couldn't really hold on to the ball. Um, but you know, yeah, they, they only had it. thirty. Hang on, sorry, thirty-eight percent possession. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. Yeah, I've got another question for you. Obviously, as a Chelsea yeah. fan, yeah. Um, you would have been exciting, excited by the uh, signing of uh, Ben Chilwell last season. Where do you think his place in the squad stands after Tuchel's sort of prioritised Marcus Alonso over Chilwell? I, I don't, I don't buy that's that's true. I think that he's definitely uh, started majority of the games too, as Tuchel's been in charge. Alonso's been in more than Chilwell. I don't think majority. I, well, majority is a very it slim, is majority, yeah. very slim majority. Uh, but I think they're more of an alternative partnership in a way uh, I think they just they can do different things for di- against different teams and but also work about the same level I think Alonso's found a different a new uh, love for the game or something he, he seems to be playing yeah. a, a lot well he was he definitely out of favour for Frank Lampard's oh, Chelsea sure. side yeah. but Chilwell I don't think Chilwell's he, he still would be pushing Alonso and I think that's one thing that Chelsea may have over some other teams is they have those players. They do have available. depth. I will give them that. Yeah, the depth and the depth that pushes each other, I think, to fill that spot and makes mm. them better, I think. And I think that maybe that's what they do to each other. Um, but, you know, you could easily pick either of them, I think, at the moment. Um, but obviously he thought Alonso was best. Maybe next week it will be Chilwell. Um, but Reese James didn't start as well. I was a little bit surprised by that, but... Um, Obviously, come on after, rest. but he came on and he on had an impact yeah. straight away. Um, anyway, I uh, could go on this uh, for this for a while, but uh, we should probably move on to the next match. Yeah, the next um, couple will be uh, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit quicker. Uh, Everton defeated Southampton three one at Goodison. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Armstrong put Southampton ahead uh, on his Southampton debut in the twenty second minute, and then Richarlison equalised the match in the forty seventh minute. Abdullah Decore put them 2-1 up in the 76th and Dominic Calvert-Lewin uh, put the game to bed in the 81st minute. Again, no real highlights in this match. I think uh, Southampton may have their new uh, number nine, Adam Armstrong from, I forgot where he's come from, sorry. Um, it was from a lower league team. It might have been the championship. Yep. I think it might have even been league one. Um, but yeah, he uh, he's impressed uh, off the bat. Next was Leicester defeating Wolves one goal to nil. Jamie Vardy finding the back of the net in the 41st minute and an absolute shit-out celebration against Wolves with the howling celebration. 
uh, straight to their fans. It was quite funny. Um, I think Wolves um, may have been unlucky. I mean, they did control um, majority of the game when you look uh, a little bit more in depth. Not possession-wise, but I think attacking-wise. Um, Raul Jimenez will obviously find time to to, to get back into form, but um, they weren't able to threaten the keeper enough, I think. And if they were, they may have found an equaliser, but it just wasn't to be um, that day. I mean, I think they, they may have a lot of... Um, not success, but maybe they will have moments with with large yeah, in large in charge. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, just wasn't to be. I think next one yeah. um, Surprise. surprised us both. I think yeah, one of the up, I think upset of the of the round. Maybe maybe the final game was, but one of the upsets of the round for me. Watford defeating Aston Villa three two at Vicarage Road. Uh, Dennis putting Watford one nil up. Saar putting him 2-0 up. Hernandez putting him 3-0 up in the 67th minute. McGinn pulled one back with a quite a good finish in the 70th minute. And Danny Ings got a penalty, I think it might have been. I don't actually don't think it was a penalty. Um yeah, in the 90th, scored. yeah, 90th minute plus seven. So the 97th minute. Um, which really didn't leave him with much time uh to to find a, a, a third. Um Watford, yeah. Took it mm-hmm. to this new look Villa sort of thing post Jack Grealish or uh, post Jack Grealish mm-hmm. era, um, but yeah, they they took it to them. Um, they weren't afraid to to go on the attack and really, you know, um, bring bring people forward and have their defense exposed, um, which their work rate as well was really good. Um, Ismail Assar was very influential for them. I think he'll be one of their their better players this season just from the offset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got another yes or no for you. I think this okay. one's a little bit more of an obvious one, but given yep. Villa have lost Grealish and they've gone dipped into the market, um, it's more of a, an open question than a yes or no, but how long do you think it will take for this Villa side to to click and start ticking like a, a normal engine? Five weeks. You give them five weeks? Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> Next up. Next up. Uh, Liverpool uh, defeated Norwich at uh, Carrow Road. Uh, Diogo Jota netting the first in the 26th minute. Roberto Firmino uh, made the most of a Norwich. Um, bit unfortunate for Norwich, I'd say. Uh, in the 65th yeah. minute. And Salah scored in the 74th minute. And straight away, I'm going to say Norwich, despite the scoreboard, I think they're impressive. I'll give credit for them. They're, yeah. um, they, they still, they managed to hold their own in terms of possession. They did have a fair amount of chances. Um, it just wasn't, um, no, they just obviously didn't come to effect uh, when you have a look at the scoreboard. Um, Mohamed Salah became the first player in Premier League history to score on five consecutive opening days. Um, when it looked like he was going to be subbed off um, for Firmino, it ended up being uh, Jota, but happy for him there. Uh, the next game, these ones are just overnight. Newcastle fell to West Ham in a six-goal thriller of sorts. Uh, Callum, oh Wilson, my God. Callum Wilson put him up 1-0 in the fifth minute. Aaron Cresswell um, scored after Vera intervened. 
uh, thought Jared Bowen was offside, but he didn't end up touching the ball until it crossed the line. Oh, sorry. So they thought Suchek touched the ball as well. Um, but it went through everyone. Um, Murphy, a Newcastle a lifelong uh, fan, <laughs> I guess supporter, uh, put Newcastle 2-1 up before the half and then it opened up for West Ham. Ben Rama, Suchek and Mikel Antonio uh, netting the last three to come up 4-2 winners. And I think Newcastle were just unable to keep up uh, in terms of this game. They really just died off after the second half. Uh, mm. It's either that or West Ham were really good in the second half, which nah, well could have been. Great. But I think Newcastle just weren't ticking as much as they were in the first. Um, and yeah, as I said, Jacob Murphy um, scored his first goal for Newcastle as he was a boyhood Newcastle fan. Mm-hmm. And the final match, finally, um, I'd say the second biggest upset. Um, actually, no, nah, I'm going to say this is the biggest upset. Tottenham defeated Manchester City 1-0 at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, uh, Son Heung-min's 55th minute strike won the game for Spurs. Man City did control the game on the pitch. Uh, they just weren't able to make as many uh, chances as Spurs. Um, and, yeah, Son's – I'd say Son's goal was quite a stunner. Uh, won it yeah, uh, for the um, underdogs <laughs> without Kane. City in the first the first 15 minutes for City, they were unstoppable. Um whew. They really yeah, should have scored. Well, the rest of the game, you don't play. It's not a 15-minute game. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, uh, very big disappointment, I'd say, for City. Um, but they're after <laughs> to Tottenham's uh, main man, and I reckon they'll get him. But that's, an, that's a, And another, I think that was the player that I might have been missing. May have, it may. Oh, yeah, I think so. It seems, it seems in when they get themselves into these positions, it seems like they're missing a striker. Um, but... I think it might actually push his value up a little bit, which is probably not great. Um, but I would suspect... How can it push his value up? Didn't even play. Yep, it doesn't have... He's got them <laughs> still beat them. Um, so give them a bit more leverage. Um, I think it shows... They're better than you pay $20 They extra. don't need him, um, although they don't really want to lose him. But um, no, I, I personally believe that Kane has played his last game for Tottenham. Yeah, um, that was looks last that season. way. Um, and um, there will be a deal done within the next two weeks, I believe. Uh, and it'll be as smooth as possible to maintain a decent relationship. Yep. Fantastic goal by Son. Um, yeah. But let's not forget that they were up against, Tottenham were up against a about a billion pound uh, in, in terms of valuation of players on that pitch. That it was team. the hot, it was the uh, most expensive starting 11 in Premier League history they come up against. Yeah, so there's no excuses there. And um, first time in Pep Guardiola's managerial career that he's lost four in a row to the same squad, uh, to the same team. He's lost to Tottenham. He hasn't won at that stadium yet. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I should mention at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, not just. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but um, I, I would also say that they have a weird habit of losing the first game or first few games and then winning the league. So let's not say they're really. They're bad already. Yeah, if you have a look at it. Only um, one team in 25 years has won after losing the first game. Manchester United. Maybe I'm speaking rubbish. But they have a habit of... Habit <laughs> maybe of they win their first game on. and then lose the next two or three and then they go back and win. Maybe something like that. Yeah, anyway, or draw. Um, 
Yeah. Okay, so for the tips, um, I got five um, mm. and Tom got nine. So Hell Tom, yeah. four points ahead already. But Nothing. You know, it was very, very difficult to pick, I think, this week. Um, yeah. Might now be a bit easier, but who knows? This week on The Rundown. On The Rundown this week, we didn't have a lot of news except for the sad, sad news last night that Gerd Muller passed away at the age of 75. Gerd Muller obviously being the Bundesliga uh, German international and Bayern Munich uh, superstar that he was, Mm -hmm. uh, mainly in the mid-1970s to early 80s. he yeah. was could could have been considered by or could have been considered um, the one of the greatest and potentially the greatest player of all time if it wasn't for the likes of uh, Pele and uh, uh, Johan Cruyff and players like that um, Maradona Maradona who seemed to dominate that dominate that period but I I mean the stats speak for themselves don't they Yeah. Um... I guess I can go through him now. He played yeah. um he in his senior career, he played or he, he sorry, I should start again. He began his youth career at a club called 1861 Nordlingen. I'm I'm my accent does not make that sound right. I don't know how to say it properly. Anyway, he um he started there, played five years in their youth system, come up into their senior system for one season, played 31 games and scored 51 goals. Um, and he would have been 18 at that stage, <laughs> scoring 51 goals in your first uh, senior season. Um, and then Bayern uh, came knocking. He went off to Bayern for 15 years, uh, played 453 games and scoring just shy of 400 goals with 398. Um, and yeah, he then went off to um, an American club called Fort Lauderdale. Lauderdale. Um, Lauderdale, yeah. yeah. Um, where he was there for two seasons uh, and finished off yeah. his career. He uh, scored 68 goals in 62 appearances for West Germany. I mean, like, those sorts of numbers are <laughs> very, very, very rare to come across. Yeah, and he was playing alongside players like uh, Franz Beckenbauer, Beckenbauer as well. So um, <laughs> you got to steal some goals away from him. Um, yeah, yeah so, so he won the Bundesliga four times, uh, Domestic Cup four times. He won the Champions League three times. Uh, the Winners' Cup, known as the Super Cup, he won that once. Won the World Cup in 74, Euros in 72, won the 1970 Ballon d'Or. List goes on. Um, yep. But yeah. <laughs> Um, just, uh, yeah, so uh, he started his career at news. 1861 Nordlingen. Um, but, um, yeah, obviously most well-known for his time at Bayern Munich. Synonymous with the club, um, really made them a big player in or helped to contribute making them um, a big player uh, in German football um, and European football. Uh, for that matter, yeah. securing them as one of the big dogs <laughs> to, without um, use of a better word, obviously playing along the lines uh, along with uh, Franz Beckenbauer um, and other great players. Um, he's a bit older yeah. than Beckenbauer, but um, he would have learned a hell of a lot. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, he a lot of his records is... Oh, sorry, you go. No, I was just going to say he epitomizes German football and, um, yeah, he's a very humble man, uh, quiet, but very, you know, um, disciplined and always got the job done. Um, yeah. He was called, nicknamed the Bomber, Bomber the Nation um, or the Nation's Bomber because he could simply just score um, on demand against any, any team he decided yeah. to score against. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, one thing I will mention um, just quickly, um, a lot of his records mm-hmm. that he did uh, make in the, uh, in the 70s uh, did only just, I mean, he doesn't hold them anymore, but they, they lasted for so long. Um, like uh, for the Bundesliga scoring record in a single season, he had 40 goals in 71-72 season. That was only um, beaten last season by Lewandowski, who scored mm. 41. And, um, and, he and also, you also got to think how many more games they're playing now. They're, they're playing more games than they, uh, yeah. they did back when he was playing as well. And yeah. fitness wasn't a thing then in, in, yeah. all, in all inter- intensive purposes. And they didn't have all the videos and the technology we have now. So, it was, yeah. Yeah. And he also uh, held the record for the most scores, most goals scored in a calendar year, uh, with eighty-five. But that was also just surpassed by Messi. um, What was nine years ago now? But forty years later, um, than when he um, had the record. So yeah, yeah, um, he will be remembered forever. Yeah, hundred percent, especially in German football. Should be interesting football in general, really. So this week on Transfer Whispers, the week kicked off with one of the biggest transfers ever, uh, Lionel Messi departing Barcelona and officially joining PSG on a free transfer, two-year contract with the option to extend for a third, but it actually happened. <laughs> yeah, um, it happened. It was made official. A lot of talks until it's done. It's not done. Obviously, that makes yeah. no sense. But um, it's done. Yeah, it. You know, it still hasn't sunk in for me. Um, I did watch the live broadcast of him arriving at the airport and waving to the fans who waited at the airport. I've never seen anything like it. I doubt we'll ever see anything like this again. Um, yeah. Even if Ronaldo manages to move. Um, to PSG potentially uh, next season, um, which he is um, loosely linked at the moment with. Um, it won't be the same. Um, he's obviously a one-club man, wanted to stay at Barcelona. Um, La Liga circumstances. They wanted to keep him too. Yeah, La Liga uh, situation prevented that from happening. And that is probably the worst, uh, the biggest regret Liga, La Liga will ever have because the attention French football has already got Mm. Um, now is 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 mad. I don't know the figures of how many people have signed up to certain streaming platforms to watch the French matches just to see Messi being announced. Um, but I do know he doubled in when he was signed. He doubled the Instagram, a PSG's Instagram following overnight. Um, and he's he's already sold millions of um, uh, kits with his name on it. Uh, is it millions it's, now? It's it's millions. I think wow. it's about two million kits they've already sold, or pre-sold. So, yeah, because I know. Well, if you want to do the quick maths, say say it's about a hundred and not just say it's yeah. say it's a hundred euros for a kit. I think it was. I think I saw. I, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was in a couple of million. Um, yeah, the last one I saw was eight hundred, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Weekend. 
yeah. Well, yeah. Eight hundred k times by a hundred. That's eighty mil. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, um, if it's in the millions, he's that, paying for himself already. Definitely hundreds of millions. Yeah, definitely oh, paying yeah. for himself. Ah. Um, but yeah, yeah, we've talked about this in the last ep- or last week, uh, a few episodes yep. ago now. Um, but yeah. Uh, next up is Yannick Vestergaard of Southampton leaving to Leicester. Um, obviously, Leicester suffered uh, an injury uh, of Wesley Fofana. Um, so they've gone and maybe a reflex decision. But again, I think they could also use him. Uh, 15 million pound fee, three-year contract. I actually really like Yannick Vestergaard at Southampton. So um I think he'll do well with with another player that I like in uh, Sagla Soyuncu as well. So them two paired up, my two yeah. probably favourite centre-backs that aren't at Liverpool and now at Leicester, uh, yeah. uh, funnily enough. South Southampton are going to be scarily close to relegation if they don't do something yeah. in the next two weeks. I think the next <laughs> player, that they, the player that they need to focus on, on not leaving or they need to bring someone in, James Ward-Prowse is also another player that could still leave in the next couple of weeks. Um, but if he doesn't leave, they need to lock him in on a contract. They can't let him go. No. Um, anyway, anyway. Moving on. Yep. Uh, Romelu Lukaku completed his transfer from Inter Milan to Chelsea for a fee of £97.5 million. Signs a five-year contract, um, which keeps him there till he's 33, I believe. So, yeah, Chelsea get... Uh, one of one of the strikers they were looking at. They're looking at a few, but they got one, um, probably the, what, the third top choice, three, apparently. Yeah, top three. Yeah, third choice, top three strikers in the world right now. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a big deal. I think it's uh, mm-hmm. he's now the uh, the highest. Uh, he he's accumulated the highest transfer fees for his transfers uh, for a player ever. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's in like the three hundred. Millions, it's, I think. it's almost 300 million pounds. Yeah, just about. Um, I think 280. Um, yeah, yeah obviously, strong connection with the club uh, and supported it as a child. Um, Hero's uh, main hero um, or inspiration is Didier Drogba. Um, let's see if he can emulate the great man. Um, I'm sure he could do him proud and Chelsea fans proud. And he's, yeah, he's home in a sense. Uh, mm. And, you know, I don't think I can see him leaving anytime soon um yeah wouldn't be surprised yeah, if he actually in. extended over this uh period depending on his yeah. age and things but i, I can see him saying for this if things are going well in probably I th- i'd say if things are going well in about two two and a half years he may i'd, I'd probably expect him to yeah. extend this contract yeah but um anywho yeah um, uh, premier league better watch out for Romelu lukaku um who yeah. many called um said he couldn't cut it um but he's obviously proved them wrong in uh, Syria, um, and I dare say he'll do the same again this season. Yep. Moving on. Next up, uh, we've got Denzel Dumfries of uh, PSV, uh, now of Inter Milan, 12.5 million euro fee, uh, plus add-ons. I think that's 15 mil all up. Signs a four-year contract at Inter Milan. Um, maybe the Akraf Hakimi um, sort of replacement plays on that right side. Uh, mm. Everton were unable to find a or agree on a fee with uh, PSV, so Inter just came in and pretty much paid what they were asking for. Um, so yeah, he's uh, now at Inter Milan. Number five, Joe Willock, 
um, mm-hmm. confirmed his new deal at Newcastle. Uh, Arsenal getting £25 million pounds for him. He signs a six-year contract, which is a huge contract nowadays, at mm-hmm. Newcastle. Um, yeah, I think he'll play a very influential part on Newcastle. We're definitely starting for, for 25 mil. Um, and yeah, six years, he's obviously going to be there for the long run. Next is Rafa Varane. They uh, made his deal official when they played Leeds at Old Trafford. They had him come out with his uh, new jersey. Number 19, he'll be. Um, but yeah, he completes a... It's a package deal of 42 million pounds, 34 mil fee with 8 million add-ons. Signed a four-year contract with the option to extend for a fifth. Um, so, yeah, that'll also help Bruce Manchester's defense for sure. He'll definitely start alongside Harry Maguire. Um, but, yeah, I think he's also there for the long run as well. I think he's 28, so he'll be there till he's a bit in his early 30s. Yep. Um, and the final confirmed one is Edin Dzeko. Um, and one of the Lukaku replacements uh, comes from Roma, joins Inter for one and a half million euros, two-year contract. They're also looking at another another striker, but I'll pro- we'll probably end up talking about him next week. I'll say we'll have an update there. Um, but yeah, who do we have in the awaiting section? One that's awaiting confirmation. Yeah, uh, Tammy Abraham, who has... He's already he is in as we speak, uh, Rome as we speak. Yeah, and I expect expect um, that this will be announced very shortly. Yeah, I'd say within hours. Um, Maybe yeah, even he, minutes. Yeah, could be. Um, he was. Uh, he went to Rome. I think yesterday to complete his medical, sign his contract, and everything. Announcement, as we said, imminent. Uh, it's a. a Forty million euro fee, around thirty-four million pound fee. Uh, he'll sign a five-year contract with Roma, uh, which also includes a buyback clause of 80 million euros, which is around 70, uh, low 70 million pounds. Um, so, yeah. Um, I mean, you as a Chelsea fan wouldn't probably expect Chelsea to trigger that at some point, but uh, just a yep. matter of when. And uh, I guess if he wants to, he is he's the one that has to ultimately decide. But, yeah, he's he was... Yeah, he was um, hesitant to sign abroad. I think uh, with Roma, um, it took a, it took think, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he was hesitant his arm. severing the link with Chelsea. Now he obviously will be a Roma player, but Chelsea obviously. Yeah, that link there. is still that link is still there with that, which is important, was. I think. And Chelsea never really wanted to give him up completely. They they intended first to just put him out on loan, but um, none of the clubs were biting uh, for that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't think it's bad business. Um, he probably he might. Who knows? He could be worth a hundred or hundred and ten million uh, pounds in a, in a few years if he you know puts in a few good years at uh, Roma. Um, yeah, but... and eighty million will seem like all round forty million for him will seem. Um, what if he doesn't go up in value though? What if he's what if, uh, what if he fails to think, have an effect in Rome? I still think he'll come back. Um, but that buyback yeah. clause may make things difficult with uh, it may. fees. It may. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will just mention Manchester United have just confirmed confirmed the signing of Rafa Brand on their Twitter, but it was obvious it's obvious when he come up on yeah, the yeah, field. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, who do we have in the ongoing? 
We don't have any advance. Uh, ongoing. ongoing. First up, we have Shakiri from Liverpool. <laughs> Jordan. Jordan Shakiri. Yep, that's how you say yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so during the week, uh, Leon made a 6 million euro bid for Shakiri. Um, it looks like Liverpool just want add-ons or some, a, a package of, of 10 mil. He's accepted uh, personal terms. So I think once that fee's figured, I think it'll definitely be figured. Um, I think he'll be on the move. Uh, what do we got next? Next up is Harrison Kane. <laughs> yes, the, the, the... Soon to be Citizen Kane. <laughs> Big Citizen Kane. Um, yeah, so obviously, as I've said, probably multiple times on this podcast. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Man City have made, or they made a hundred million pound bid, which was rejected almost instantly. They've now uh, are looking at around 135 million pounds in total, probably looking at it 120 plus 15 million add-ons, may even be less than that, but it's around that figure. Um, a bid is expected soon, um, probably before the next match. Um, and I'd say... Mm. If, if all goes well, he'll be a Man City player before match week three um, and then available to play at match week four. Um, that would be my guess. Um, yeah. If the, that would oh, be my prediction great. for it, yeah. Yep. Uh, moving on to Marcel Sabitzer. Yeah, Sabitzer. The uh, RB Leipzig, I want to say captain. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's captain there. Anyway. Um, yeah. The Austrian um, at uh, Leipzig, uh, Bayern want him. Uh, it's, it's said they want a 20 million uh, euros for him. Um, Bayern, they're in, uh, they're in talks with this one. Um, it's said that he would accept uh, contracts. That, sh- that shouldn't be a, f- a problem. Um, but, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what this one again. Yeah. Um... Well, Tom was wrong. Uh, Willie Orban is uh, RB Leipzig's captain. Anyway, uh, moving on to... Uh, yeah, he could be. Uh, moving on to... Maybe not for much longer. Moving on to a rumour now. Uh, and that is of Martin Odegaard. Um, yeah, so... Once tipped as the Wunderkind. Um, maybe not so much anymore. Yeah. Um, obviously... Was on loan last season at Arsenal. Went returned to Real Madrid for this season, um, and Arsenal are, are currently in talks, or reportedly in talks with Real Madrid um, to try and allow him back on loan. It, it's not expected that they want him on a permanent basis because Real Madrid would want to keep him eventually, mm. which is a bit sour for Arsenal. As though they really need to lock a squad in and, and really knuckle down on that. But um, short term wise, he would. Awesome. He would provide something good for them uh, as he did last season. Yeah. Um, and he always, he tough. has a very good relationship with Arteta and the, and um, the coaching squad and stuff. But um, yeah, they they they're currently in talks um, regarding whether they'll Real Madrid would even consider letting him leave again. So uh, I think that Real Madrid might need him this season. Um, uh, I think they might need him. I think, yeah, both squads could use him. He will yeah. definitely be playing no matter what next season for eight, one yeah. of those clubs. Yeah. Uh, next up is a confirmed contract renewal, and that is of big Virgil van Dyke. Um, yeah. He spent most of last year out on injury, but he's back now. 
and he's just signed a three-year contract extension. Yeah, so pretty much when he was injured, the 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 new contracts talks uh, reportedly began. Um, but yeah, signs a three-year contract extension. Um, so he'll be there now until the end of the 2024-25 season. Um, so yeah, I'm happy with that as a Liverpool fan. <laughs> Definitely yep. won't be going anywhere. Um, I think another one that they're working on is Salah and then Henderson and maybe Mane. I'm not sure what the deal is with that. I haven't heard anything there, but there's still... Still more, which I'm excited about, are these contract extensions. Um, So, yeah. Now we move on to the fixtures and our tipping for this match week two of the Premier League, or most of it uh, coming up. First off, we start off with Liverpool taking on Burnley on Saturday, the 21st of August uh, at Anfield at 9.30pm. Tom, who did you have? uh, What prediction did you have for this match? So I've got Liverpool winning two to nil. Two nil. I had three one to Liverpool. Uh, the yeah. next match is Aston Villa taking on Newcastle on Sunday, August the twenty second at twelve a.m. at Villa Park, and I had a two two draw. I have a one one draw. Or this one, another draw. Uh, both predicting a draw there. Next up is Crystal Palace taking on Brentford on Sunday, August the 22nd at 12 a.m. at Selhurst Park. Um, I went for a 2-1 to Crystal Palace. I went with another 1-1 draw. Another 1-1 draw there. Uh, Moving on, the next match is Leeds taking on Everton on Sunday, August the 22nd at 12 a.m. at Allen Road. Uh, First back there up in Leeds with fans allowed at the games. I went with a 3-2 to Leeds United. I went 2-1 Everton. 2-1 to Everton. Next up is a... Who knows? It could be another surprise, but looks like uh, an easy run. uh, I mean, last time these two teams played, Norwich did the double. That is is true. They did um, win um, twice. So yeah. that's good. Remember the history there. Yeah, I did slip my mind. Uh, but of course, it is Manchester City taking on Norwich on Sunday, August 22nd at 12 a.m. at the Etihad. Uh, the first time the champions will be in their stadiums um, this season. Um, I went with a 3-0 to Manchester City. Well, I, did, I did 3-1 Man City. Okay. Trying to be a little bit different there. Uh, next up is Brighton and Hove Albion taking on Watford on Sunday, August 22nd at 2.30 a.m. at the MX. Um, and I think that Watford will continue their run and win two goals to one. I've gone the opposite. I've gone Brighton to one, this one, the MX. Uh, n- next uh, match is Southampton taking on Manchester, the top of the table, for now, um, mm. Manchester United on Sunday, August 22nd at 11 p.m. at St. Mary's. Uh, and I went for a four goals to one to Manchester United. I went with a 2 0 Manchester United win. Bit more of a, a, a tame affair, uh, yeah. going for there. Uh, next up is Wolverhampton Wanderers taking on Tottenham on Sunday, the 22nd of August at 11 p.m. 
at the Molyneux, uh, first time back um, at the Molyneux, uh, four Wolves, and the first time Nuno will be coming to mm. the Molyneux as manager of Tottenham, which will certainly uh, get the crowd going, I'm sure. Um, I went with a 2-0 to Tottenham for this one. I went 1-0 Wolves for this one. Interesting. Mm. Uh, and the last match um, that we will be predicting for this week, obviously there is one more match of match week one, but it is on a Tuesday. Uh, so we'll, we'll uh, predict for that first up next time around um, is Arsenal taking on Chelsea on Monday, August the 23rd at 1.30 a.m. at the Emirates, a, Chelsea, a London derby. Um, mm. I went with the traditional 1-0 to the opposition, um, this being Arsenal. Yep. Um, I hope you're right. Well, I don't, but um, <laughs> that's what I do. And, you know, uh, what did you go for? I went with a weird... Uh... A weirder um, outcome. I went 4-2 Chelsea. Right. Don't know why. Uh, don't ask. But... Don't know if I should be offended. You think we're going to concede to, but who knows? Um, anyway, that is all uh, for the fixtures this week. Uh, Tom's obviously leading my prediction scores uh, by four points. Uh, I'm on five and, and he's on nine. Uh, oh, yeah. So... I can only say one thing for sure that this match week will be most likely as uh, exciting as the first. Um, if it's half mm. of it as exciting as the first, we're in for a real treat uh, this week. You know what I should anyway? we should mention that I didn't mention in the results. Sure. It was there was no draws last last game week. Yeah, how long will it take for a draw? Um, it did take a while last. Um, season if I do remember correctly or maybe yeah. I think on the season before I haven't looked one, yeah. <laughs> there was definitely one recent season where they didn't draw for quite a while but yeah no draws yeah. Um, and no um, well obviously no nil-nil matches um, but um, yeah it, I think last I season was the first time last season was the first time that there was no no team scored nil uh, no teams scored no goals in the first game. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. Make sure to follow us over on Twitter at 91 underscore pod for updates about us and the world of football. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at RP underscore shop. And you can follow myself at Thomas Hayes underscore. You can also find all of our contacts and references in the description of this podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya.